Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. EA and Florham Park holding it down. Ethan and Hoboken. And on today's show, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about the weekend moves that were reported, most notably former Colts cornerback Pierre Desir, Panthers offensive lineman, or should I say former Panthers offensive lineman, Greg Van Roten. The Jets reportedly added Marquis Christian, let go of a couple players as well. The A and I are going to break down the state of the Jets secondary, who's still left, who's on the team, and then we'll finish things up with a little bit of a dream scenario here. Pro Football Focus tweeted, who would be your PFF dream secondary? EA and I are going to both give our answers. But EA, first things first. Welcome to another week of working from home. How how was your weekend? Greens, uh, the weekend was terrific. Uh, was able to get outside with the little one and uh, my pup. But listen, made sure that I was keeping safe distance away from other <laughs> folks. But it was beautiful on Saturday. And actually on Sunday, it was nice as well. So got out for some runs again. Uh, uh keeping my distance away from folks, but uh, sunshine was great. Today, unfortunately, I, I'm sure the weather is similar in Hoboken, man. It is rainy, it is cold, it is gloomy, but we're still going to bring you the Jets news, the NFL news, and we're going to uh, brighten up your day. Yeah, I feel like if this work-from-home scenario happened when the weather was like it is today all the time, I feel like we'd be a lot more It'd be a totally different ball game. Right now, it's 5.14 p.m. on Monday. It is raining. It is gray. This is classic New York winter weather. This is not This is not what, what I was hoping for, but that's okay. Uh, let's talk about some. Actually, I was about to say let's talk about some Pierre Desir news, but I'm looking on Twitter right now and breaking news from Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, both of them, they say – that it was reported that the Jets have agreed to terms on a one-year extension with outside linebacker Jordan Jenkins. Good news. I mean, obviously, he's got to complete his physical and formally sign a contract, but uh, those guys from NFL Network, very busy during this time time of year, as is ESPN's Adam Schefter and so many other insiders who I don't think get much sleep during this time. But Jordan Jenkins... Uh, a great locker room presence, uh, a guy who came out of Georgia and I think it continues to develop. And last year he had eight sack screens. He did not play 16 games. I think if he had played 16 games, maybe for Greg Williams, he would have got double-digit sacks for the first time in his career. A uh, tough, tenacious guy. Remember, he's playing an outside linebacker position. So, again, has to turn things inside and the Jets did play the run as well as anybody in the National Football League last year, number two overall. Yeah, I think Jordan Jenkins is one of those classic players where he gets better each year that he's in the league, and such is the case so far. He had seven sacks, which led the team in 2018. Then he had eight sacks last season, for and uh, that was a career high and a team high in 2019. So uh, it's a good move by the Jets, and we know that – Joe Douglas wants to add to corner and he wants to add to edge on defense. He alluded to that in Indianapolis. And when you look at the moves, not only with Jordan Jenkins, you know, a minute ago or however long ago it was reported, then you look at what happened over the weekend. The Jets reportedly re-signed or reportedly signed, not re-signed rather, Pierre Desir, 
They re-signed Arthur Millette, and then they reportedly signed Marquis Christian. So the Jets and Joe Douglas are doing a lot in the secondary right now. You have to imagine that edge is coming up next, whether that be through free agency or through the draft. And I actually don't think that Joe Douglas is done in the secondary. And I think I don't think he's done at all in free agency at all. I feel like he's just getting the ball rolling here. Well, multiple tiers and, uh, you know, and Joe Douglas is, you know, systematic in his approach. Uh, the Jets are not going to be rushed in anything they're doing. They're going to make moves that are smart for their organization, not only in 2020, but long term, uh, because all these deals have cap ramifications. Uh, you mentioned Desir. Interesting, Greens, because he played the last couple seasons with the Indianapolis Colts and prior to Joe Douglas signing Rex Hogan on as assistant GM at the Jets, uh, Hogan was with the Colts in 2017 and 18. Here's a guy who's a bigger cornerback, 6'1". Some I have listed him as as big as 6'2", but we'll go at 6'1". Last year, he led the Colts with 11 pass defenses. He had two interceptions and five pass defenses in one game against the Carolina Panthers in Week 16. 36 career starts, five interceptions, and 34 pass defenses. And I know a lot of people probably think, well, why did the Colts get rid of him? Well, we're not there. The other thing to factor into the equation is they just made a $25 million financial commit- commitment to Philip Rivers. So what do you think about the move of bringing in Pierre Desir? I, I like it because you said we're going to talk about the cornerback position. Um, after the Jets make those pair of moves releases, remember, Tremaine Johnson and Daryl Roberts were opening day starters in 2019 greens. So they come to an agreement with Brian Poole and they made it official on Saturday after agreeing to terms. And that's such a critical position, the nickel position. We talked about that, but they needed help on the boundary. Now you bring in a guy who's got experience. Um, he's going to turn 30 in September, former teammate of Nate Harrison, actually in Indianapolis and listen, if they were going out and playing tomorrow and they're not, maybe your two corners are a couple long guys in Desir and that bless Austin. But Arthur Millette gives you um, depth and uh, versatility behind them as well. So um, I think it's a smart move, Greens, uh, you know, because right now you're bringing in a guy who he started for a number of years in the National Football League and he's quite capable of uh, filling out a position outside the numbers. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I very much like the way that the roster is shaping up, even though it feels like they're not a ton of moves. They're still like a, a good handful, but I, I like the way I like the trajectory that this roster is heading on right now. And when you look at the secondary, let's just talk quickly about who the Jets added at the safety spot, Marquis Christian, who you would assume is going to back up. Marcus May and Jamal Adams, one. And number two, be a special teams core guy for Brant Boyer. Well, and he's only 25 years old. So that's what I'm looking at in free agency. He did some good things with the Rams Rams last year. In fact, former Rams defensive coordinator Wade Phillips said they used him as a hybrid linebacker at times in sub packages. So you bring in a guy like that. 
he's got some coverage abilities. At times last year in L.A., he was asked to play one-on-one coverage, uh, taking on tight ends. Now, the Jets are set at that safety position from a starting perspective with Jamal Adams and Marcus May. We know that. But we were talking when we did that when we did the roster reset on the podcast is the depth behind them. Who, who were the guys potentially going to be there while they get Christian into the mix? And you mentioned his special teams prowess, uh, 12 special teams the past four years in L.A. Yeah, and just to give a quick reset, so because it feels like there's so many moves that go on that it's almost like you need to take the time and figure out what actually happened and how the roster shapes up. And right now in the secondary for the Jets, of course, you have Jamal Adams and Marcus May. And then to your point, if you were to play tomorrow, it would probably be Pierre Desir, Bless Austin, and then Arthur Millette's in the mix, Nate Harrison, Kyron Brown still on the roster. So the Jets still have work to do in the secondary, but still getting off on the right foot. And I think that the Pierre Desir move is a good one for the Jets, and we'll see obviously how it plays out. But he was great in 2018. And yeah, I got the sense that he was banged up last year, which hindered his play. And, you know, if Rex Hogan, who was there in Indianapolis when Pierre Desir was there, he gives the stamp of approval. And yeah, I feel like I feel like it was a good move when it's all said and done. Well, yeah, you and, needed you needed a guy with more veteran experience out there, right? Because we're talking about uh, Bless, and we're talking about Nate, and we're talking about guys like that. And Arthur got in the mix as well. But um, I don't want to say this guy fell into your lap because you have to be prepared for everything. But when he was out there, the Jets moved quickly. The other thing about Pierre Desir is great guy in terms of locker room and also community. So he kind of fits the Joe Douglas mold in in terms of player uh, as far as who's he bringing into the locker room. And a lot of these guys fit the bill, I would say, and he's one of them. EA, let's now talk about Greg Van Roten, who the Jets reportedly signed over the weekend. A kid that's coming back home. I don't know if you saw his tweet over the weekend. It was him and a Jets almost like a Jets, one, not a onesie, but a, a little kid shirt. And he's he's from the area. And I, I feel like, again, Joe Douglas just keeping his word, reportedly adding all these offensive linemen. Why not add another, another one to the bunch? And if you were to play tomorrow, I'm going to steal your little anecdote from before. Where do you think he would line up? Meaning, where do you think Greg Van Roten would line up tomorrow? Well, it, it, we, I have no idea. And, and I'm not trying to avoid the question. What I would say is that last year he started 11 games for the Carolina Panthers. What Douglas is doing here is clear. He said he was going to address the offensive line. Um, Now on that interior, think about Jonathan Harrison, who was your starter at center last year. You bring in Connor McGovern from the Denver Broncos, who started, what, 31 games, I want to say, the last two years, or maybe all, all 32 the last two years for the Broncos at the center position, but he has also, uh, he also has gained experience playing guard earlier in his career. So he's kind of one of those guys who can play both center and guard as well. You bring in Van Roten, you you resigned, officially resigned Alex Lewis, who started 12 games for you a year ago. Brian Winters is still on the roster. Van Roten is a guy well-traveled, played north of the border, in Toronto, uh, 
born in Rockville Center. So like you said, a local guy. He actually played in the Boomer Esiason Empire Challenge All-Star Game back in 2008, Greens. How about that? Wow. Um, I, I covered uh, I covered the Empire Game my first season, and I guess that would be 2016 with the Jets. And just really the, coming uh, full circle there. Yeah. <laughs> just think about Another guy, when you do your research and you find out more about these guys, what does this resonate? What does this make you think of? Let me read this to you. If you really want it, you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot to get it. Because if you're one of the guys like I was, an undrafted free agent and not coming out of a big college, I didn't have the pedigree of a lot of other, of a lot of other players. So you just have to kind of scratch and claw your way. I knew from a young age that football was something that I wanted to pursue. Scratch and crawl, former undrafted free agent, pro football focus. Oh, by the way, in your prep, uh, you pointed this out, said he was the Carolina Panthers' most improved player in 2019. So when I hear that quote, and then we take a look at this kid who grew up in Rockville Center and find out a little bit more about his journey, I think about Joe Douglas. Right. And to your point, not only did PFF rank him the most improved Carolina Panther, but he got some big props from five-time Pro Bowl guard Trey Turner, who played the opposite position. So Greg Van Roan played left guard for the Panthers and Trey Turner played right guard for the Panthers. So Trey Turner gave him some major props. And I feel like he's, you know, it's funny. I feel like you don't often see stories like this, but I, I when you do, they really kind of hit home because, to your point, small school, undrafted, played early on in his, in his career in Green Bay, was cut, goes north of the border, plays with the Toronto Argonauts, and then actually finds a home in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. And I feel like you see a lot of players that come from the CFL, not a whole lot of them stick. I mean, you think of somebody like Cam Wake, but Greg Van Roten could be in that mold where he comes back to the NFL after playing a couple seasons up north, and then he sticks. And it's one of the things where it must really come full circle for somebody like him to come back to the team that he grew up rooting for. It must be really cool for him. And I think that, again, the Jets' offensive line continues to get bolstered way even before the draft comes around. Yeah, and he, yeah exactly. Well take a, a, a tackle then. Greens. Exactly. Uh, uh, Joe Douglas is not going to head in the draft saying he needs a tackle. But I will say this, that there's been five guys the Jets have been connected with up front this offseason. We mentioned Lewis re-signing. That's official. Then media reports are that the Jets have picked up tackle George Fant. Guy played left and right side, third tight end. Um, a lot of people like his ceiling, the former college basketball player at Western Kentucky. Connor McGovern, solid starter at center for the Denver Broncos. Josh Andrews, he provides you some more depth, I would say, on the interior. And then Greg Van Roten, another guy who lines up at the guard position. So one tackle, right? And then, uh, well, specifically when you're just talking about McGovern, uh, Van Roten, and Lewis, you're thinking about the three interior guys. So, listen, uh, Douglas is going to continue to look to bolster the offensive line. And no way would I say, okay, well, this is what the Jets are done with in 2020. Because like you said before, 
the draft. And even if they didn't grab a tackle, who a lot of people think that, hey, that's obviously going to be of interest in the New York Jets at the number 11 position if they do indeed stay there. They do have four picks in the top 80 overall. So, again, no surprise at all if the Jets go looking to help fortify that line early in the draft. You know, I think you can start to see the puzzle coming together with the different pieces that Joe Douglas has reportedly put on this roster. And I think if you're a Jets fan, you have to be excited because we're only less than a week from the official start of free agency. And we're actually recording this one week after the legal tampering period officially opened. So for the Jets to add all the players that they reportedly have and still have the second and third waves of free agency and the draft, I think you really have to like. And I think if you're a fan, you're encouraged where this team is headed. And one thing on the offensive lineman that I want to bring up, the guys that have reportedly signed with the Jets, is one of the words Joe Douglas used was versatility. And that's something that was a, he said, a trait that he was looking for an offensive lineman. He said that at the Combine press conference. And when you look at guys like George Fant, experience on both the right and the left side, you look at Connor McGovern and Greg Van Roten, both have experience for McGovern, center and guard. For Van Roten, both guard positions and center. And then you look at Alex Lewis. I don't know if he's played another guard position other than left, but then you look at guys on the roster like Jonathan Harrison, he has experience at almost every position. So it's clear to me that Joe Douglas is looking for versatility. We'd also be remiss, Greens, if we didn't mention uh, Josh Andrews, who played in parts in nine games with the Colts over the past two seasons at both center at guard. So again, one of those guys who can shift to center and he can play guard. Last year, uh, his most offensive snaps came in week nine against the Pittsburgh Steelers as a former Colt filled in for an injured Ryan Kelly. That's another guy reportedly the Jets have come to an agreement with. So five in all, one is official and four are, um, four, I should say, are agreements in place. And four of the five overall are interior players. Okay, let's let's circle back to the secondary here because – I know that you you brought this to my attention. Pro Football Focus earlier today tweeted out, build your dream secondary with current NFL players. And they want three corners and two safeties. So, and you wanted to give your answer. But how do you want to do this? You want to, you want to come to a joint answer or you want to go your five and then my five? No, we can come with the joint answer. You know what I, I will say though, Greens? Uh, and maybe it depends on how you're going to go and because we might have... Uh, a big time disagreement. I may have to okay. go on my own. What I will say <laughs> is if we're doing this the right way, and I like mm-hmm. how PFF is doing this and putting that out there. I think this should have an AFC East flavor because when I think of elite secondary players, I'm starting in the AFC East. Okay. So, so are we just limiting this to the AFC East or you want to go everywhere? Oh no, we're go- we're going everywhere. I'm saying. Oh, I see. I see. Well, I mean, to your point, well, there's. I think there's two corners and one safety that you could pencil in for three of these five slots. And I, if we're on the same page here, I'm pretty sure you'd say Stephon Gilmore, Tre'Davious White, and Jamal Adams. Done. 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 Check those boxes. Those are my three. 
I, I would rank, and I don't care who you rank first, I would put Gilmore and White at the top at the cornerback position. Jamal Adams, he's the best safety in football right now. Uh, at least last year, his season, I, it'd be hard to make an argument that uh, I'd put somebody ahead of him. So uh, I would stick with those three guys out of the AFC East. So wh- who would you say as your third corner out of because there's three corner spots and I don't think one of them is supposed to be a slot guy. I, I mean, that wasn't included in the copy. So if you're picking a third corner to represent your dream secondary, who, who are you going with? I don't know. That's a great question. Do you want a ball hawk in there? Well, I mean, the, the guy that comes to my mind, I don't know if you agree with this. The guy that comes to my mind would be Jalen Ramsey, but I don't know. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but to me, the first guy that came to my mind would be Jalen Ramsey. I like that call, no doubt about it. Um, and I know this guy's a safety, but I'm just thinking about if, uh, his skills would allow him to play it, it, at a third corner position. Uh, how about Minka Fitzpatrick? Yeah, that's fair. But would you consider him a safety or you consider him a corner? No, I consider him a safety, but I'm fooling around with my lineup a little bit. Okay, that's fair. Well, if you put Minka, that's kind of a backdoor way to include him as a corner. So then who would you choose as your second safety? I don't know. What do you think about Eddie Jackson? I like Eddie Jackson. It's a little – see, I was thinking about Derwin James, but I don't know how similar – I don't know how having a similar player to Jamal, I don't know how that would play out in the secondary. Obviously, they're two outstanding players, but Eddie Jackson is a ball hawk, and I think that – Pairing him with Jamal would be a nice little one-two punch, but I think you can't really go wrong with either of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, it's a fun little exercise and the way Marcus May was playing at the end of the 2019 season. If you put this list together, maybe next off season, maybe he's going to be considered for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, And I think that, you know, just based on last season, you know who else had a great year last year? And I don't necessarily know if I'd put him in for top five, but Devin McCourty, if you're talking about AFC East flavor, he had another great year for the Patriots and he was leading the league in interceptions at one point. I don't know if he finished as such, but there's so many, I feel like you could go in a thousand ways. So uh, we're, you're we're right. Agreement, uh, you're right. I would do that third quarter. I don't think you can go wrong with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Minka, I was just thinking of a way to get him on the field because he. I think he's got special ball hawking qualities. <laughs> okay, so we're going it, true, true or false. This is the five that we've come up with. Starting corners, we have Stephon Gilmore, Trey White, and Jalen Ramsey. And then the two safeties, we have Eddie Jackson and the Jets' own Jamal Adams. Yeah, I like that one. I do like that. Uh, yeah, I like it too. I'm wondering if we're forgetting anybody. Like, I feel like I, I feel like we're going to stop recording. I'm going to be like, dang, like uh, that's who I meant to say. You want Darius like, Darius Slay on there? Darius Slay had a good year. I don't know if I necessarily want him on that. I think I'd rather have Trey White. I think I'd rather have our trio than. Darius Slay, although I am a big fan of Darius Slay. Yeah, uh, listen, you can't go wrong with having Ramsey out there. He's a freak. All right. So, in short, this is what happened. Well, uh, let's recap the podcast here. Jordan Jenkins reportedly re-signed, and then 
Of course, uh, Pierre Desir reportedly re-signed, Arthur Millette, a whole laundry list of corners. Right before we wrap up, let's head on the corner theme. EA, why don't you tell us who else is out there that maybe not makes sense for the Jets, but just some of the guys that are out there if the Jets continue to try to address the corners. Well, yeah, for anybody, season. Greens. I mean, for anybody, the, the names that are out there, right, is uh, Prince of Mukamara. The Prince is out there. Logan Ryan's still floating about. Um we got Ronald Darby, former Philadelphia Eagle, uh, you know, a, a former Buffalo Bill prior to that, who uh, a few years ago was really on the upswing. I know he's dealt with some injuries. So there, those are three corners at the top of my mind right now. Just you're just thinking about names. How about you? Um, I think, I mean, you basically covered it. Did you say Darby? Yep. Yeah. So I, I feel like, I feel like this might be one of those things where maybe Joe Douglas will make a couple more moves. Obviously, we don't know who, and then could be could become draft. There might be a couple corners that are that are called uh, that'll be in green and white in a couple months here. So that yeah, that's all I we do got. have a suggestion, Greens, before we get okay. out of here. People have to follow Dennis Wazak, a great writer for the AP. He covers the Jets. Been covering the Jets for a long time. As far as off-season transactions, he does it by emojis. Nobody <laughs> does it better than D. Waz. So I'd encourage everybody, because if you're ever wondering, hey, where can I get my one-stop shop? Waz got it all, man. You just pull up that, you get your little snip tool, you snip it, then you cut and paste, and you're all set. All right, so you're impressed by the emojis. Is that what you're telling me? I love it. I love but, it. I think maybe maybe we have to incorporate some emojis for something that you want to do moving forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind doing that. The other thing is tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast, and uh, you tell the fans to you know get into the mix here. I think we should talk a lot about the draft. The number one is how is the National Football League potentially going to change the look of it this year, being it based on technology as opposed to it being based uh, in a major city like Las Vegas. And the second part is, okay, now that we're a week, basically a week into free agency because the negotiating period started last Monday, what do fans start thinking about in terms of the Jets and those four first picks over the first 80 overall? Right. And tomorrow, actually, we're going to go over one of the mock drafts that is posted on our website on our mock draft article. CBS Sports came out with a seven rounder and we'll, you know, we'll break down probably the first four rounds or so. Talk about the different scenarios. But that is tomorrow's episode. That was today's episode. EA, go enjoy the rain. I'm sorry you can't go out for a run, but oh, you know, I'm going walking now, brother. OK, well, enjoy the rain. Make sure to make sure to wear a raincoat. All right.